in case you missed it on Newsbreak. In other headline stories right now, it's been uh, one of a sad tragedy today. A teacher has been shot and killed at a school at Gaze Makanya Avenue at Folweni near Pinetown in Durban. Spokesperson for NetK911, Sean Herbst, says it's alleged that an unknown male entered the school premises this morning and fired multiple shots at the 48-year-old teacher. Herbst says the school has been closed for police investigation. Shortly after 9 o'clock Tuesday morning, Metinamawan had responded to reports of a shooting at a school on Gaza Matanya Avenue in Fulwani, south of Durban. Reports from the scene had alleged that an unknown male had entered the school premises and fired multiple shots at a 48-year-old male school teacher who was walking down the passage at the time. He was struck in the head and in the abdomen. When Metinamawan paramedics arrived on scene, they had assisted the man, but unfortunately, his injuries were too severe and he was. The school has been quarantined by the Fulwani SAPS awaiting detectives. Circumstances leading up to the shooting will be investigated by the SAPS. So, Sean, you're saying that the incident took place at the school. Were any of the students injured? No, none of those students were injured. However, it was witnessed by a number of students that were present at the time. There was quite a lot of panic on scene. The school did handle it very well. As I mentioned, school has been cordoned off at the moment, waiting for detectives, and it has been turned into a crime scene. And that was spokesperson for NetK911, Sean Herbst, talking to Newsbreak's Chanel Daniel. Meanwhile, spokesperson for the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Education, Kwazim Tetwa, says the department condemns the shooting. Sending our condolences to the friends and family of the deceased. This is very unfortunate, but we are aware that the police are working on it. We are hoping that they will apprehend the perpetrator very soon. We send our condolences. This is a sad day for the entire education fraternity. The education department stands very firm in support of creating a environment and I must also say that by the way we do have a security guard that is fully employed by the Department of Education in that school so they just gained access illegally we don't know how so that's why we are saying we will need to get to the bottom of this by trying to get more information about it and then we take it from there. And will the department then be investigating anything in this matter? Absolutely. I think uh, it's going to be two parallel processes. As a department, obviously, we will try and with whatever limited knowledge of investigating uh, crimes, but we'll try and and, and, and pick more. There is a video going around on social media showing that a pupil is allegedly beating a teacher on the school premises. Can you tell us about this? The incident we are referring to, it happened around Hammersdale and the school has swiftly moved to suspend the learner. I think he was suspended yesterday and the also decided that we're going to subject this learner to a disciplinary process and that is scheduled for Monday. So we are going to make sure that whatever wrongdoing that might have occurred, we deal with it. So we're not targeting any person. It's nothing personal. If it's a teacher that has committed any violent kind of act, we deal with them. If it's a learner, same applies. So we just do not tolerate violent abuse whatsoever in our schooling system.
And that was spokesperson for the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Education, Kwazi Mtetwa, talking to Newsbreak's Chanel Daniel. Got a good message coming in from Andisha Maharaj, who says, uh, reacting to the uh, Zandile Gumede story, that uh, the ANC has recommended that uh, she step down for 30 days. That's been confirmed now. And uh, Andisha says, check the gold in the mayoral har is intact. Not switched. Nice joke there, Andisha. Well, you can send us your WhatsApp comments on 071-613-7803. Keep it light if you want to, tongue-in-cheek, or keep it serious. It's totally up to you. 071-613-7803. That's our WhatsApp number. Well, still staying with headline news this afternoon, and former Minister for Women in the Presidency, Batabile Lamini, is the latest ANC member to resign from Parliament in what is seen as a mass exodus of former ministers and members of Parliament. Dlamini's resignation comes hot on the heels of former ministers Siabonga Tkwele and Jeff Khadebe resigning from the National Assembly yesterday. Last week, former members of President Cyril Ramaphosa's executive Tokozile Kasa, Dipu Latsatsi Duba, Mokosini Nkosi and Noma Indiam Faketo also resigned from their positions as ordinary members of the National Assembly. Now, does this further entrench factions within the ANC? Is this a purge of MPs who are allegedly tainted? And will this mean that President Cyril Ramaphosa will see his full five-year term in office? As history tells us, the ANC has a habit of recalling the country's presidents. So, Newsbreak producer Hussein Ibrahim put these questions to political analyst Imran Bakas. Well, I think it comes as no surprise that we've seen people like uh, Batabila Jamidi, Madhusu Kikaba and many others uh, resigning. I think this really is a new dawn. Ramaphosa is focused on creating a competent, uh, enabling state. And we know that many of these ministers have had a cloud hanging over their head in terms of the numerous corruption scandals. It would make sense that Ramaphosa would want ministers and people working closely with him to be acting in tandem with him. And the fact that these uh, members of the ANC were not appointed as cabinet ministers uh, would mean that they're able to understand that they are disconnected from the current political trajectory and it would make sense for them to make their exodus. Now, analysts do say, indicating that this is not good for the party itself, the ANC. What are your thoughts on this? You, You do want unity to prevail in the party and you want uh, as best as you can to reconcile the so-called factions. But I think you also have to bear in mind that South Africans at large are disillusioned with these particular members of the ANC. And I know that it's not doing the project of good governance and the project of corruption-free governance any good. So when I think one weighs up the option, one is left with no choice but to ensure that everything is done to place the ANC on the trajectory that's focused on good governance and delivery. And people who mount that process would have to be left out. Now, following on from this, is it an indication that possibly uh, Ramaphosa, will he actually see his five years uh, or term in office? Well, I think we've seen him exerting his authority with the appointment of the cap. I think the 57% that the ANC got at the last election was a vote of confidence despite the reduction in numbers for Ramaphosa. And that was uh, political analyst Imran Bakas. Well, what do you think of this mass exodus of MPs? Remember, you can WhatsApp your comments on 071-613-7803. It's exactly a quarter past one now. Making sense of your rand. The market update on Newsbreak, Lotus FM.
And here's Mfundo Mtembu to tell us what the money side looks like. Good afternoon, Mfundo. Good afternoon, Ms. Patel. Good afternoon. The rand is trading at 14.74 to the US dollar, 18.75 to the pound sterling, 16.69 to the euro, 10.26 to the Australian dollar, and at 9.70 to the New Zealand dollar. In India, one rand is trading at 4 rupees 70, in Sri Lanka at 11 rupees 95, in Pakistan at 10 rupees 23, and in Mauritius at 2 rupees 39. The Saudi Arabian real is changing hands at 3 rand 93. The cryptocurrency Bitcoin is trading at $7,819 or 115,252 rand. India's Sensex was 0.4% up at the close of trade at 39,950. After the United States shelf plans to impose tariffs on Mexico and as investors hope that US interest rate will cut as early as next week. India will announce its full-year budget on the 5th of July after Prime Minister Modi's government hopes to stimulate growth, which slowed in its lowest in four years in the quarter ended March. The JSE is mainly higher this hour. On the capital markets, the yield on the 186 government bond is at 8.34%. Looking at commodities, gold is trading at $1,322 and platinum at $805 per ounce, while the price of Brent crude oil is $62.45 a barrel. That's a wrap of the market update. I'm Fundam Tembo for Newsbreak. Thank you very much, Mfundo. And also remember, keep it locked on. We'll tell you more about that plucky 76-year-old woman who survived a panga attack in Port Elizabeth. And also we'll talk about international funding needed for HIV and AIDS. Got a lot of comments coming in about uh, the breaking news that Etiquini Municipal Mayor Zandile Gumede has been asked by the provincial ANC to step down for 30 days. That has now been confirmed. And uh, we will keep you uh, posted so you can keep close to Newsbreak uh, uh, to Lotus FM news bulletins for any updates coming out of there. And the latest news we have just in is that the deputy mayors will take over in Newcastle and Etiquini. That has been confirmed by the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal. This is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. Keep it locked on. Faith Jenkins has gone from Louisiana beauty queen to work as a tough New York City prosecutor. Now she's the judge in her own courtroom, ruling on small claims cases from landlord-tenant disputes to social media scuffles. Join us weekday afternoons at 2 p.m. for the Judge Faith Show, only on SABC3. This Father's Day, let Lotus FM help you spoil dad. When you hear... Growing up, learning how to be... up and be the first caller and you can win one of 15 1,000 Rand vouchers. Competition terms and conditions apply. Stay tuned to Lotus FM and let us help you make Father's Day a little more special for Dad. Golfing wonder. Seven-year-old Simtandile, Simtiger Shabalala, and his father, Bonginkosi Shabalala, will be on Sporatin this Wednesday in celebration of Father's Day. Ranked 15th in the world of junior golfers and finished in the top five at this year's Australian Open Golf Championship, Simtiger. Because my dad's always beside me on playing the course and always somewhat clever to take. His father, Caddy, friend and coach, Bonginkosi Shabalala, shares the challenges. It's quite difficult to be a father, to be a caddy, to be a friend. 
friend to be a coach yeah. and then there is also emotions involved because he's a kid and he doesn't like hitting bad shots he doesn't like losing as well like father like son catch sim tiger and his father on sport 10 this wednesday live at 10 p.m on sabc one brought to you by sabc sport for the love of the game Exactly 1.21 right now. This is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. Good afternoon. I'm Salma Patel. Got a lot of WhatsApp messages coming in, and thank you very much for chatting to us uh, on that number, 071-613-7803. Vasi David says, crime is getting from bad to worse. It's in houses and with uh, teachers and children at schools. You can't even walk on the street. It's not safe anymore. Our government must work towards all this. Vashni also says um, this is the second teacher who has been shot since last week. A teacher was also shot dead in his driveway. Crime is out of control. Something needs to be done. Well, especially at school level there, Vashni. Dr. KD Sood says uh, this just shows that students who assault teachers have no respect, even for parents as well. Uh, got a message from Yogi Reddy in Peter Maritzburg who says, I'm glad there's some spring cleaning happening in Parliament. I hope it is the new dawn for South Africa. Well, that's uh, in reaction to news that Batabile Lamini has resigned as an ANC MP. Louis Pillay, our favourite fan, says every day we have reports on schools. Now school governing bodies and school management must employ security guards at all gates of the school. Well, Don't you think it starts at home, though, with parents and parenting and teaching our children right from wrong? I mean, I'm a parent myself. I have to take responsibility for that. You can uh, let us know your thoughts on 071-613-7803. In other news-breaking stories this afternoon, a 79-year-old Port Elizabeth woman foiled an attack and robbery in her home as she wrestled with a burglar on the kitchen floor. The plucky lady from Malabar heard a strange noise in her home in the early hours of the morning and confronted the burglar. Police spokesperson Colonel Priscilla Naidu says the woman was not injured in the scuffle, even though the suspect tried to attack her with a panga. Colonel Naidu says neighbours who came to the old woman's rescue also played an important part in chasing the burglar away. Uh, yesterday morning at about 20 to 4, the uh, lady, she's 79 years old, she was asleep in her home in an area called Malabar in Port Elizabeth when she heard noises coming from the kitchen. She uh, then phoned a neighbor to say that there's noises that, that are in the house and then she got up and went to put on the light. A person was standing in the room and he was wearing a balaclava. She uh, then battled with the person. They both both of them struggled. The, the guy also had a panga in his hand. Um, she struggled with the person. The man then left her and ran away. How did the suspect gain entry into the home? He entered through the house uh, by breaking or open the sliding door. I, um, we believe that he, he may have been disturbed when neighbors or whoever she called for help may have come to her assistance. Was there anything taken from her home? We found that the the fridge was open and uh, stuff were taken out of the fridge and other things that were taken from the home but were lying outside the house. At this stage, it is unclear whether anything was taken by the person. He did manage to escape. Do police have any leads on any suspects? The case is still under investigation. We have not arrested anybody as yet, but we are following up on leads and we are appealing to the community if they know of any information to contact us. And what is the medical and physical state of the victim as we speak? Okay. 
The victim has not been harmed in any way. She did not receive any medical attention at the scene. At this stage, we're not sure whether she, she did consult a private doctor or not. But at the time of the incident, there was no medical attention given to her. Now, this speaks volumes about neighbours watching out for each other. What sort of advice can you provide to have each other's back in such incidences? You know, the elderly is our priority. They fall under the vulnerable groups. Uh, They are easy targets for opportunistic criminals. So we advise all people that are living alone to make sure that they are familiar with the neighbors. Like this lady, she did give her number to someone, and uh, maybe because of a quick response, somebody had come to her assistance. Even children that have parents that are living alone, you know, to constantly check up on them. Well, there you have it. That was police spokesperson Colonel Priscilla Naidu talking to Newsbreak's Rachel Vardy, giving out some good advice there. And just a reminder that the 15th of June is World Elder Abuse Day. So it's something that you're going to have to educate yourself about and learn on how to help the elderly in your community. And finally this afternoon, funding for HIV AIDS projects are one of the burning issues on the agenda at the 9th SA AIDS conference. Professor Refilwe Paswana Mafuya was speaking at the Durban ICC where the event will be hosted this week. She says the battle to combat the HIV AIDS crisis has been largely funded by international donors and governments, but since the introduction of ARVs, funding has decreased. Nonjabulom Tungwa Makamu compiled this report. Organizers of the 9th South African AIDS Conference say it's all systems go with more than 3,000 delegates from the health technology expected to attend at the Durban ICC. The gathering aims to bring together policymakers, scientists, medical doctors and governments to establish and combine efforts to end the HIV epidemic. This year, the conference will also introduce digital technologies that are instrumental in curbing HIV AIDS. Conference Chair Prof. Refilwem Paswanamafuya had this to say. We need to reinvigorate and rejuvenate our response uh, towards HIV and AIDS. So the 9th SA AIDS conference will uh, seek to fill in that gap. It is a meeting that is... um, that makes a lot of us very excited. Prof. Mpaswana Mafuya also called on international funders to bring HIV-AIDS back onto the funding agenda. And that report by Nonjabulo Mtungwa Makamu. Well, it's coming up to a little before sports time right now. And just uh, a quick uh, update on some of the messages that have been coming through. Sydney, oh, I've got uh, Lionel from Durban. <laughs> Lionel, I think you're being a bit tongue-in-cheek there. Regarding the purge of the ANC MPs in the National Cabinet, look no further, Lionel says, than a can of pesticide. Hmm, even brings out the hidden ones. Lionel in Durban, thank you for your comment. And also Colin Carlo from Ladysmith says, all the school bullying and shooting, killing starts from the way you, uh, you view points at home. Adults around you and them from our people in Parliament. Today, people take another person's life as cheap with no value. Thank you for your com- comment there, Colin Kalu from Ladysmith. Well, it's coming up to almost uh, wrap-up time right now. But first... News break. Sport. Here's Chanel Daniel with the latest sport. Starting off with cricket news, the A.B. Zavillia's bombshell that rocked South African cricket last week did not have a major impact on the mindset of the Protea squad at the World Cup. That's the message from national skipper Fab Duplessis, who himself is a central figure in the saga. 
Duplessis confirmed yesterday that he received a phone call from de Villiers on the night before the World Cup squad announcement back on April the 18th. During that call, Duplessis says that de Villiers expressed an interest to be included in the World Cup squad. Duplessis says he then relayed that message to coach Gibson and convener of selectors Linda Zondi, but the decision was taken to leave de Villiers out of the squad because he had left it too far late to avail himself. Meanwhile, Duplessis has confessed that the remaining five games of the ICC Cricket World Cup are all equivalent to cup finals, as they need to win in order to stand a chance to qualify for the semi-finals. This comes after South Africa had to share the spoils, a point each, with West Indies in their fourth game of the tournament, while reinforced the clash to be abandoned. And finally, heavyweight or rather heavy overnight and early morning rain delayed the start of the Cricket World Cup group match between Bangladesh and Sri Lanka today. The umpires were due to hold a pitch inspection at the scheduled time of 10.30am local time, but with the pitch and square covered and further rain falling, there was a chance the officials would wait until having another look at the conditions. And that's a wrap of the sport this hour. I'm Chanel Daniel for Newsbreak. And of course, that's a wrap of today's edition of Newsbreak, brought to you courtesy of the team. That's Rachel Vardy, Chanel Daniel and Mfundo Mtembu. Talisha Naidu will be back tomorrow bringing you all the latest news from 1 to half past 1. And don't forget, you can tune into Newsbreak tomorrow morning between 6 and 7 with the boys. That's Matthew Viren, Husenbai and Tashlin Naidu. They'll be bringing you all the news you need to know before you get up and go between 6 and 7 here on Lotus FM. We're going to be playing out with a lovely little song to uh, wish our colleague Maya Jagjeevan back to work and she, after she's had her second baby. So, Oh Maya by NC Karunya and Ramya, this is for you. Hope you have a fabulous day in the company of Lotus FM. And don't forget, Vashan is up next.